Philippians chapter 1, we'll start at verse number 3. On, on this little thought this morning, if, if he starts it, he'll finish it. If he starts it, he'll finish it. Look with me in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine making requests for you all with joy. For your fellowship of the gospel from the first day until now. Verse number 6 is what I want to draw your attention to. Very familiar scripture that says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Go back and read this verse number 6 one more time. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Regardless of how you feel today, I want you to, I want you to understand this at the, at the get-go. Regardless of how you feel, no matter what your circumstances may be this morning, whether you're 19 or whether you're 99, your best days are not behind you. I know some of us think, well, Brother Dan, I've done, done all there is to do. Man, I've worked in the church. I've served in this capacity. I've done this. I've done that. And there's really not a whole lot left for me. Well, if you choose to believe that lie, go ahead. But that's not the truth. Your best days are not behind you. With God, your greatest days are still ahead of you. <clears throat> amen. Now, that was a little weak Amen. Let me say that one more time, see if I can get a better response. Your greatest days are ahead of you simply because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Really, that, that's true. And you've got to understand that this morning. If, if God is going to finish something in you, that has got to be, I've got to get that in my spirit, Brother Keith. I've got to understand, I've got to know with God on my side, all things are possible. And if he starts it, he's going to finish it. Amen. And that's what really makes, when you think about it, that's what makes serving God so interesting and so exciting because, because if you'll let it every day, every day will be more exciting than the day before. Amen. Every day that you get up should be new, should be fresh, should be exciting in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's nothing, understand this, it's nothing that you're going to do. It's nothing that I'm going to do, but it's all because of the Lord Jesus Christ and what He's going to do for you and through you. Now, we haven't begun to reach the potential God has for every one of us. I, I know some of us, we think <coughs> probably that, that we, we've arrived, but you have not arrived. Look at your neighbor and said, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. I don't care what you think. You're not there yet. We've not arrived. We haven't reached. We haven't scratched the surface yet. In the moment that you became a child of God, you need to understand that you begin to process in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. That process is still going on. And you may say, well, you don't understand, Pastor, everything that I'm going through. I may not. You may say, I, you don't understand all the, all the situations and, and all the circumstances I'm having to walk through. I may not. I don't have to know what your situation is. I don't have to know what your circumstances 
circumstances in because I've got a heavenly father that understands everything that you're going through and whether I pray for you or whether I lay hands on you or whether I say the right thing or the wrong thing or not the Lord Jesus Christ knows exactly where you are every step that you're taking every breath that you breathe and I can promise you if he's going to start something in you he's going to finish it hallelujah amen he's going to finish it don't lose hope in that he's going to finish it he's bigger than your situations he's bigger than your circumstances he's bigger than all the junk that you've got to go through amen hallelujah he's bigger I like sometimes we get an altar service and I get somebody down here to pray for that's bigger than me like brother Todd back there I don't like standing down here and praying for him up here I like getting up here why is that, Pastor? Because I can be taller than he is. It's easy for me to lay hands on him. It's easy for me to pray for him. Why do you like that, Pastor? Because I understand the concept. I'm bigger than he is. In this situation, God is bigger than your problems. He's not looking at things at eye level like you and I are. He's looking at a bird's eye view. He's understanding the whole spectrum of things. He sees things out there that you don't see. He understands what's coming up that you don't see. He understands what's behind you. He understands what's ahead of you and the left and the right of you. He's got everything in the palm of his hands. Well, hallelujah. If he starts it, he'll finish it in you. You may say, well, Pastor, you don't understand, but I'm in one of the biggest situations right now in my life. I'm in one of the biggest fights. I mean, the devil is throwing everything at me. I mean, he's even got the kitchen sink he's throwing at me. I mean, it's bad. I mean, it's bad. Can I tell you that it doesn't matter. There is nothing that he can throw at you, including the kitchen sink, that Jesus has not already defeated at the cross. Hallelujah. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the blood that he shed. Thank God for the victory. If he's still on the cross, if he's still in the grave, it would be hopeless for us today. But he ain't there no more. He's out of the grave. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for you and I today at every situation that we find ourselves in. Hallelujah. And let me just get a little bold with you this morning. There's not enough devils in hell that can come against you if God's on your side. Hallelujah. Now, there's the key right there. I don't want no devil coming after me if I ain't close to God. I'm sorry, but devil, he, he, he's a bad dude. And we don't give him credit enough, I think, sometimes. And I've heard preachers and pastors come up here and say, well, y'all give the devil too much credit. Well, he's a bad dude. Let me just tell you that. But with the Lord on my side, he ain't nothing. I want to get that established this morning. With Jesus on my side, he ain't nothing. But if he's not on my side, then the enemy can wreak havoc in my life. He can wreak havoc in my family. He can wreak havoc in our church. Amen. We don't need the devil running loose today. We need to bind him. We need to tie him up. Amen. And cast him out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He knows what the end result is. He knows what the end is coming. He knows what's fixing to happen. Hallelujah. And as a child of God, you and I, we need to be excited today because we've read the back of the book. We need to be excited today because we know where we're going. We need to be excited today because we know who our big brother is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 37 says this, Yea, in all these things we're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities or powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other thing, created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now this is not in my notes, but let me stop here long enough to let you understand something. 
Nothing should be able to come between you and God. We all go through stuff. We all have bad days. We all suffer at times. But nothing should be able to separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to keep him on our side. When troubles come, run to him. Don't run away from him. Amen. Pastor, why are you preaching that? We know all this stuff. Then why aren't we doing it? Hello. But so often, so many times, we run away from God when trouble comes and tragedy comes. Until we need to run to God. He's the source. He's the power that we need. He's our help. He's our hope today. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing that ought to get between us and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what we may come against, God through His Son Jesus and His love for us has already made us conquerors over it. We are made more than conquerors through the Lord Jesus Christ. God hasn't brought you this far, church, in order just, to, just to let the devil wreak havoc in your life. He's not brought you this far just to let the accuser throw you under the bus. We have got somebody on our side that's mightier than the accuser. We We've got somebody on our side that's powerful than the accuser. Hey, the devil ain't nothing when Jesus is on my side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love watching these, these television shows, these, these action-packed shows where, where you've got this, this, this sort of like a mob boss type thing, you know, character. But he's a little guy. I, I, you know, he's like me. But he's a bad dude. But the only reason that he's a bad dude is when he comes against confrontation. And he's able to look over his shoulder and he's got two big boys standing behind him. And can you just imagine the enemy when he comes at you? You may be a little five foot six, little short, big fellow. Thank you, Mavis. I was going to be a little nicer to myself than that, but we'll pray for you after service. And the enemy comes and he starts his accusations. And he starts accusing. And he starts throwing things and throwing the fiery darts and doing all these things that, that really weigh heavy on us. And instead, many times, we want to we tuck tail and we want to run. But can I tell you, God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit is standing right next to us. He's standing right behind us. And all we've got to do is just look around and say, hey, you're going to let him talk to me like he's talking to me. And God is on our side. And God comes to our rescue. Matter of fact, I read a place in the Bible where I don't even have to lift a sword. I don't even have to fight the battle for me. The battle's already fought for me. Amen. Some of us, we don't take that promise you, you know, like we need to. But I've come to understand, I don't fight. It's, it's not, the, it's not the, the world that I'm fighting against. It's the principalities that the enemy is bringing upon us. Hey, look, I'm not fighting flesh and blood. I'm not fighting you this morning. I'm fighting the enemy. But God is fighting the enemy for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 139 and 16 says, says this, Your eyes saw my substance being yet in unformed. Can I tell you this word that I'm preaching to you this morning? You're not going to hear it on the street. You're not going to hear it at your workplace. You're not going to hear it at the coffee shop. But it's all part of the magnificent plans that God has designed for you. Say, Pastor, God ain't designed nothing for me. Well, that's what Psalms 139 said. I didn't say it. Psalms did. Your eyes saw my substance, yet being unformed, and in the book all that was written, the days that was fashioned for me. He saw me before I was formed. He saw me before my little arms come out. He saw me before my little feet come out. He saw me before my fat little legs come out. Hello? 
And he planned my days. And he fashioned my days. And he understood, Sister Jeanette, everything that I was going to do every day of my life. Do you all understand what I'm talking about? I mean, this is the God that we're serving today. I mean, God's got everything under control, so why do we fret? Why do we fear? Why do we get upset? I know we're human and we, we go through those things. But understand, God is on our side. Hallelujah. He's on our side this morning. And we walk in faith knowing that he's on our side. Hallelujah. God's words, listen, God's words will never come back empty. Uh -uh. They'll always accomplish what he wants when you're following after him. If you look in Ezekiel chapter 37 in the Message Bible, it goes like this. I, I, I love the way it says this. Very familiar scripture that, that, you, that we read all the time. It says, God the Master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you will come to life. I'll attach sinews to you. I'll put meat on your bones. I'll cover you with skin and breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I am God. Well, some of us need to understand that and realize that this morning. Amen. Verse 7, it says, I prophesied just as I'd been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a sound, and oh, a wrestling. The bones moved and came together, bone to bone. I kept watching. Sinews formed, then muscles on the bones, then skin stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath. God the master says, come from the four winds. Come, breath. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. And verse 10 says, so I prophesied. Just as he commanded me, breath entered them and they came alive and they stood up on their feet, a huge, mighty army. Hallelujah. Simply because that's what the Lord said to do. Can I tell you, God has been speaking some good things over your life and over my life our whole life long. And he wants nothing but the best for you. And all we've got to do is step into our realm of accepting the blessings that God has for us. Get out of the negative stuff. Get out of what the naysayers may be saying. Understand God's for you He's not against you this morning If God started something in your life He's going to finish it, amen Hallelujah And I'm going to tell you this this morning Your best is, His best is better than our best Amen My best ain't good enough But His best is better than our best Simply because we can only compare it To human standards Yeah can only compare it to human standards. We, we've got no real way of knowing just how much God wants to bless his kids. Amen. Now, I don't know about you. Let's, let's get a little selfish this morning a little bit. I, you know, I understand that sometimes it's not a good quality to have. But in the area of God, let's get a little selfish. If God's got it for me, I want it. That's right. You remember the other Sunday, or was it Sunday or Sunday night, I, I picked up the little cross and went over here, Brother Larry, I said, this is the blessing of God, and do you want it? Because you can have it. Well, he sat there a little bit. He, I don't know if he wanted it or not. He said after church, he said, I knew I, knew I wanted it, but I knew you'd run from me. <laughs> you know, he's been a little selfish with it. Well, it's the same thing. If, if God's got it for me, then I want it. If it's salvation, I want it. If it's the good Holy Ghost, I want it. If it's blessings of God, I want it. Amen. If it's healing, I want it. If it's miracles in my life, I want it. If it's prosperity and money coming to me, I want it. I thought I'd get a whole lot of amens right there. I didn't just got one. 
Me and Sister Ruth on the same page this morning. We say, Pastor, you really, can that happen? Oh, yeah. God don't have a problem with money. Don't have a problem with money. We do sometimes. We do because we don't know how to handle it many times. Can I just give you a little nugget? God will give you what you can handle. So the more you mature, the more you learn how to handle stuff, God will lay some more stuff on you. Well, that's good right there. That's not, that, that was free. Isaiah 55, verse 8. Another scripture in the Message Bible says this. Talking about the way God thinks of us. He said, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. God's decree. For as the sky soars high above earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descends from the skies and don't go back until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers, food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They do the work I sent them to do, and they'll complete the assignment I gave them. Hallelujah. Can I ask you a question this morning? What has God spoken over your life? What has God said about you in your spirit? What has God told you in your prayer time? What has God promised you in your prayer time? Because if God started it, he's going to finish it in your life. Amen. Amen. Now there's the key. That first little word, if God started it. See, a lot of times I start stuff. And I often complain to God, why aren't you helping me with this? Maybe God didn't want me to start it. Hello? Now I can't go there. God, God brought Joseph up. Many of you remember this story. God, God brought Joseph up in the Old Testament out of a pit. When he brought him up out of a pit, he took him straight from the, from the pit to a prison or to the palace. Got back in prison. Then he got out of the prison back into the palace again. Matter of fact, when he got out of the, the prison that time, he was only second to Pharaoh. I mean, he was in charge. He was a, he was a powerful man. So the question comes to mind, was Joseph qualified for the position of power he received? Not really. But here's the thing. Here's the key that I want you to get this morning. Not really, but it didn't matter because God's favor was upon his life. It propelled him right by the qualifications because if, they were, if he was the line and said, are you qualified for this job? No, I'm not qualified. I just got the favor of God on my life. Hello. There's a lot of us that ain't qualified for things that God blesses us with. There's a lot of us that don't stand the chance of getting a blessing from God. But simply because we are a born again child of God. Simply because we're blood bought. Simply because we lift our hands and we praise a holy God. Simply because we recognize him as our big brother. Simply because we recognize him as our soon coming king. We bypass all the qualifications and we get up in line and receive the blessings of almighty God. Woo! Hallelujah! There's a lot of things I ain't qualified for, but God gives them to me anyway. There's a lot of things, Brother Reigns, I'm not, I, don't, I shouldn't have, but He's given to me anyway. Well, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Simply because if God started it, He's going to finish it. Hallelujah! 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 It's kind of, it's sort of like, a, it's sort of like the, uh, the, 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 the leading the horse to water thing. You know, the old saying goes, if you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can tell somebody about the favor of God. You can tell somebody about the goodness of God. You can even show them the favor and the goodness of God. But, but you can't make him drink. 
You can't make them receive it unless they want to. You have to be willing to lay some stuff down and allow God an opportunity to do a work in your life if you want to see God's favor in your life. See, when I sell out to God, there's some things i got to let go of. i got to let go of some things. The world doesn't understand that concept yet. And we are so isolated. I want to tell you, we really are. We're so isolated in the house of God to understand what the world really thinks of us. We're so isolated to understand what the world really views, how they view God. I don't, I'm not going to take time to give you the stats this morning, but it's, it's astronomical about, about people and how they serve God and they love God and they say they're Christians. And they, and, and, but, but I'm going to tell you, they do all kinds of stuff that goes totally against the Word of God. You can't do that. You can't have a relationship with the Lord. Can I just, let me just use Karen and I, for instance. If Karen, we're married, we, and y'all know that. Been married for how long? 28 years. But if I was to run around on her, I'm going to get on some hot water right now. I'm going to tell you, there's one or two things that will happen. Number one, let's just, get, let's just get God out of the picture for a minute. She's going to find me, number one, and she's going to kill me. And so for fear of life, I stay connected with her. <laughs> I enjoy life. I enjoy living. You understand what I'm talking about? It goes against the concept of marriage and what covenant is. Hello. It goes against what even the scriptures talk about. I don't need to be doing and get myself involved in those things. This is not in my notes this morning, but somebody may need to hear this morning. You may be playing around at work. You may, you may be pacifying some things. You may, be, you may be dabbling just a little bit. Hello, somebody. But you better draw back. You better get back where you're supposed to be. Hello? You better get back. You better line yourself back up with the Word of God. I know you can't go back and, and, and take water back under the bridge. It's already flowed under. I understand all of that. But you better back up. You better get back into alignment where, where the Scripture is and what God says about you and your mate. Hello? And follow, those, follow those, those promises that God has set forth. But if I honor her and I respect her, and, she, and I value that. And she does the same for me. Can I tell you, our marriage is going to blossom. Oh, yeah. 28 years, it ain't got to be dull. 28 years, ain't got to be boring. I still love sugar. Yeah. Yes, sir. I still love going on dates. I still love getting alone with her. We'll leave it there. That's good preaching right there. I'm telling you, that's better than snuff, I used to say. I don't know. I never had it. <laughs> Psalms 34 and 19 says this, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them all. Oh, hallelujah. Can I, understand, can I tell you that Joseph, Joseph, he could have, he could have chosen to wallow in his disappointments. I mean, really think about this guy. He had a lot of stuff going on. He could have chosen to wallow in his disappointments. Everybody has that choice. But understand, there is no disappointment that God cannot turn into an appointment. Well, that was good right there. There's no disappointment that God can't turn into an appointment. I want to tell you, God's appointments are wonderful. God's appointments are great. Hallelujah. Disappointments are temporary. But God's appointments are lasting. 
Hallelujah. They're lifelong. And you shouldn't be fighting the same battles your whole life long because Jesus has already fought them for you and been victorious for you. Walk out of that stuff. Don't stay in that stuff. Don't stay in the negativity. Don't stay in the junk and the scum that the enemy has you walking through. Walk out of it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But you've got to choose to do that. It doesn't matter what you may be going through. It doesn't matter what you're facing today. Nothing is too hard for Almighty God. When you give Him a chance to work in your life, just because it's always been doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. But if I give God that opportunity, if I allow God to work in my life, He'll take me places I didn't even know that was there. He'll show me things I didn't even know that was there. He'll understand and He'll let me understand things that I've never understood before. Simply because I've chosen to believe, God, if you started it, you're going to finish it. If you started it, you're going to finish it. How do I know that, Pastor? Romans 8, 28 says, all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that some people, some people never come to God simply because they cannot figure a lot of, of God things out. They can't figure faith out. They can't figure grace out. They can't figure healings out. They can't figure, you know, justification or sanctification or the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. They can't figure it out. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things I don't figure out either. I just choose to accept it. Hello. Hello. Just choose to accept by faith what God says is good. Amen. And many times it would help us. Let me just tell you this. Who cares if somebody thinks they can figure out something because they don't know the whole everything? I've known people that thought they knew everything, but they didn't. You work around anybody like that? Yeah, there's some folks that think they know everything, but they don't. I don't know if this is an old song. Maybe it's an old song or or something that, that simply says there's not a mountain high enough. There's not a river wide enough that can keep you from the good things that the good life God has created for you. God loves you that much. God loves you that much. John 1 and 12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who simply believe in his name. It's a choice you've got to make. And if you've been born again, you are part of the family of God. Hallelujah. Look over at your neighbor, shake their hand, say, Hey, hey, family, how you doing? How you doing, family? That's why we come here every Sunday and every Sunday night or whatever. We say, Hey, brothers. Hey, sisters. Hey, Sister Marilyn. Hey, Sister Keith. Hey, hey, Brother brother Jewett. Hey, Sister Karen. Hey, Sister Pam. You know what I'm talking about? Because we're family. We're family. Amen. Amen. We're family with one another. You need me. I need you. We've got to have one another. Amen. Because we're family together. Everything that belongs to the Lord simply belongs to you. Let me say that one more time because some of you missed that. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. Oh, yeah, it belongs to you. When Satan sees you, do you know what he sees? He sees a child of God. Hallelujah. He sees what you're about to become and what you're about to do, and he, he don't like it. He don't like it at all. When the enemy sees you, he sees destiny in the making. Hallelujah. That's why he always pulls out all the stops when he's working against you because he don't want you to become what God sees in you. He wants to keep you from your future. He wants to keep you buried in the past. He's not, he, he is not fighting you because of who you are now. Understand that. He's fighting you of who you are to become in Christ Jesus. Woo! Some of y'all need to get that right there. Yes, sir. You need to get it. 
It may not be right now that he's fighting you. Of where you are and what you're doing and what you're saying about the Lord. But you're in process, understand. And when God finishes you. (laughs) When God gets you to where he wants you to be. When God takes you to those places that he needs you to be. You could be a great soul winner for him and the enemy don't like that. You could be a great champion for him and the enemy don't like that. There could be another Billy Graham in here and the enemy don't like that. There could be another Joyce Meyer in here and the enemy don't like that. Why? Because they're reaching thousands and thousands and thousands of people for Christ. Pastor, do you really believe that we we, we have the potential of somebody in our church? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Hallelujah. Yes, I do. Hallelujah. Numbers 23 and 19 says this. He says, God is not a man that, that he should lie. Now listen to me. If you don't feel that about yourself, listen to this scripture. God's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Oh yeah. Hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? What, what is that talking about? If he said it, just believe it. If he said he's going to start something in you, he's going to finish it. If he said he's going to do something in your life, he'll do it. The key is me. The key is you. And I've got to receive what he said. I've got to understand what he said. And I've got to walk in that promise. Amen. God, it ain't happening yet, but but I'm still walking in it. It's going to happen. Well, Lord, it ain't happening tomorrow, but I'm still walking in your promise. Hello? It's still going to happen. It ain't happening next week. God, I'm still believing you. I'm still trusting in you. The best thing I know to describe this is the coming of the Lord. I've been told that the Lord is coming, Brother Trent, my whole life, as well as you have. But I still believe it today. Matter of fact, I believe it more today than I did yesterday. I believe he's coming. Matter of fact, can I tell you, I want him to come more today than I did yesterday. I want him to come more today. There ain't nothing I've got to, I've got to finish up on this life. There's nothing I've got to do in order to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Even so, as John said, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your future is better than your past. God has so much in store for you. Have you ever noticed that the enemy... Never talks to you about your tomorrow. Have you ever noticed that? The enemy always talks to you about your past. How many of you got a past? About half of you. I don't know where the rest of you are. (laughs) We all have a past. And the enemy spends most of his time talking and discussing with us about things we've done in the past. those, those, Those things that we're not proud of. Hello? And he wants to bring those things back up to our remembrance. But when God speaks to you, he always speaks to you about your future. Because he, he don't see you where you are today. He sees where you should be. He sees what you're going to be. He sees the destiny that you're going to walk in. Amen. Hallelujah. Always does that. And so let me tell you this. Don't, don't build your future around your past. I didn't say it wasn't good to remember things in the past because it is at times. We can learn from our past. We can pick up nuggets from our past. We can do things because of what what we've experienced in our past. But don't build your future around your past. Amen. Focus your future on tomorrow. The things in the future. 
Don't dwell on where you were yesterday. Dwell on where you are today and where you're about to go. Hallelujah. I choose to believe God's got everything under control. I choose to believe today it's not about my past. It's about my present and my future. I choose to believe today that I've got great things in store for me out there somewhere. And I'm walking and looking at that. I choose today to see see things as even though they're not as though they were today. Simply because by faith I know what God thinks about me. Amen. Amen. And he thinks the same thing about you this morning. Amen. Everything you're going through, everything you're going through, the battles, all the afflictions, all the tests, everything they're going through is simply the enemy trying to keep you from what God has in store for you. Amen. Listen to me, church. Don't get upset with God because you go through some stuff. Some of you need to go through some stuff to grow a little bit. Pastor, I don't want to hear that. Well, it's true. You need to go through some stuff in order to help you grow and get closer to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Draw close to him. Amen. Don't look at the circumstances, though. Look to the one who can change those circumstances in your life. Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter what is against you. Because if God is for you, they're fighting a losing battle. Let them fight. We, 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 we simply want to take revenge many times. We, we want to retaliate many times. We want to we we you know, swing the second blow many times. And I hope you understand what I'm fixing to say. I, I, I'm not saying that we need to, that we need to just, uh, just to back down and let everybody beat up on us all the time. Don't, don't misunderstand. Please don't misunderstand me. But at the same time, understand that God is fighting the battle for you. There's sometimes we need to back up and just shut up. Just hush. And let God take care of it for us. God can take care of it a whole lot better than you and I can. He really can. He can take care of it a whole lot better. Why? Romans 8.31 says, what, what then shall we say to these things, all these things that I just talked about? What, what are we going to say about them? If God is for you, who's going to be against you? If God is for you, who is going to be against you? If God is for me. Brother Todd, can I borrow you real quick? Uh, you know, I, I don't mean to pick on you this morning, but I, boy, I, I can't help you're tall. Come here. <laughs> you're tall and big at the same time. Come on up in here on stage with me. <laughs> oh goodness! I'm not gonna have you do it, brother Todd. Brother Todd is is my buddy. Shake my hand. Oh. He's my buddy, and and let's just let's just let's for instance let's just say we're out on a casual stroll here. We're walking up a mountain. <laughs> That's a private joke. We're walking up this mountain, and there's people come against us. You know, now they may look at me, and they may not see a whole lot. They may see somebody that's just small, that's just weak, frail, and all that. But I'll tell you, <laughs> got a lot of helpers today. <laughs> I don't know, I'm lost my train of thought now. Thank you, Karen. But when they look at my buddy, Todd, and they see the size of this guy, And they see his arms. They're big. His shoulders are big. He's taller than I am. He's bigger than I am. And if I've got him on my side, they may back down a little bit. What was the movie? I can't remember the movie... I don't even know the name of the movie. I don't even remember the guy. But, but he's, he's this biker dude. And he's got these biker clothes on. And these, these other biker dudes are coming against him. And they're going to whoop him. And he's taking this, this little stick. And he's fixing, he thinks he's fixing to go at it. And all of a sudden, these other biker dudes turn and run. And he thinks it's all about him. 
but he don't know all of his, his other biker dudes that's a lot bigger, that's on his side, that's his buddy is standing behind him with chains and ball bats and all that stuff. They're ready to tear into these boys, and they took off. Well, that's the same way it is with God on our side. When the enemy comes against us and looks at us, we may not be nothing compared to what, what God is, but when he looks behind us and he sees God the Father and he sees God the Son and he sees God the Holy Spirit, can I tell you, he turns tail and runs because he's no match for the enemy today. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. If God is for us, who can be against us? Musicians, would you come, please? Everything the devil has been threatening to do to you. Now listen to me, church. Everything that the devil has been threatening to do to you, he would have already done it if he thought he could. Because he don't like you anyway. He would have already done it if he could because he just don't like you. But he knows... God is on your side. And he cannot cross the bloodline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't cross the bloodline. You know those games we used to play? You know, Brother Keith growing up said, you know, I, I dare you to cross that line. I dare you to cross that line, you know, as, as boys growing up. The enemy can't cross the bloodline. Can't do it. And all you and I have got to do is to stay under the shelter of the Almighty. We've got to rest in His arms. We've got to allow Him to lead us and direct us. You may not be what you want to be today, but you're not where you were either. You may not be happy with where you are spiritually, but you're not where you were. You've grown. There may be some growing that, that needs to take place, but thank God that you're not where you were. You may not have everything you want today. That's all right. You've got more than what you used to have. I promise you. I promise you. Some of you driving better vehicles, you drive, living in better homes, you wearing better clothes. You're a work in progress. You're a miracle in the making when people look at you they may not see a finished product but the good news is when God looks at you he does see a finished product because he looks beyond all your faults and failures and don't you think it's about time that you and I start seeing things God's way instead of our way it's time that we need to see ourselves as God sees us. I, I, I pray many times this prayer. God, let my eyes be as yours. Let me see others as you see them. Let me see me as you see me. Let me see our church the way you see our church. Let me see the harvest as you see the harvest. It's time we need to see, God, see things God's way. His mercies are new every morning. And in closing this morning, there's a little poem by A.B. Smith that goes like this. He says, I know who holds the future, and I know who holds my hand. With God, things don't just happen. Everything by Him is planned. So as I face tomorrow with its problems large and small, I'll trust the God of miracles and give to Him my all. You know what? If we could follow those little words right there. 
I'm going to tell you, life would look a whole lot better for us, wouldn't it? If God started it, He's going to finish it. I want you to stand this morning and bow your heads. I want to pray. Father, we come before you right now and we thank you for everything that you mean to us today. Lord, I want to thank you that according to your word, you promised us that if you started something within us, you're going to finish it. We have the angels watching over us. We have you watching over us. We have your presence guiding us each and every day. We have your love that sustains us, keeps us, motivates us to move forward in you. And even though, God, there's circumstances that we have to go through, even though there's situations and problems and trials that all of us have to walk, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to understand that with you all things are possible. All things are possible. While your heads are bowed and while your eyes are closed, very quickly, if you're here this morning, say, Pastor, I want to begin to see like God sees. I want to see myself. I want to see others the way that God sees me and others. There's some areas in my life I need to to change. I need to fix. Some areas in my life I need to straighten out. Areas in my life that I need to correct before the Lord comes. And I want Him to help me. If that's you this morning, would you just lift up your hand all over this sanctuary? Thank you so much. In the balcony on this main floor, I want God to help me. I want God to strengthen me today. I want God to keep me. I want God to move through me. I want to believe with all of my heart if God started it, He's going to finish it that's you, just lift up your hand put it right back down, thank you so much thank you so much Father you saw every hand that was lifted today you saw every heart you know the circumstances that they face today Lord you know their trials, you know the walk that they have to walk God, I pray that you bless them today. Strengthen them today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let the God of angel armies come to us, oh God, and take us by the hand and lead us to that place and have us to, to go. Help us, oh God, and help our spiritual eyes to be open to see ourselves as you see us. Help us to love one another to cherish one another. Help us to appreciate our brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us to honor our spouse, our family. Help us to value those possessions that we have that you've so graciously blessed us with. We'll give you thanks in the name of Jesus. I want every every college-age student if you'll be leaving this week, whether you're going to ANC or whether you're going to another school outside the, the community here, I, I want you to come down in the front if you don't mind, whether you're in the balcony or 
according to this main floor. I know we've got several over at the VBS this morning, several students, matter of fact, that will, uh, that's over there. But I, want, I just want to close with, a, with prayer for these guys. Many of them is already, they're juniors and sophomores and in school, and some of them are starting out as freshmen this year. And uh, I know how that is. It's fun and it's exciting. Come on over, guys, just a little bit, if you don't mind. Let's just let's come together. And uh, we'll pray for those over at VBS as well. And I know you guys will be involved in a lot of things. I know you will because, you know, like I said, I've been there, done that, stayed in the dorms, had all those parties, you know, that you was invited to and all of those things. But understand this. Listen to me. Hold on to the Master's hand. Hold on to Him. He'll help you. He'll strengthen you. He'll give you what you need. He'll take you to those places. He'll lead you into those areas that you need to be led into. It's a great time in your life. It's an exciting time. Getting to meet new friends and develop acquaintances that that you'll have your entire life. I promise you. Now, I know you're not going to believe me when I say this, but it's true. A lot of your high school students, a lot of your high school friends, you'll not have and not cherish as much as you will your college friends that that you'll have acquaintances with. There's just something about it, I don't know, that you'll just develop those relationships develop the right relationships don't be afraid to say no when you need to say no don't be afraid to stand up for your values don't be be afraid to stand up for the word of God I promise you it'll take you and it'll lead you into areas that you're going to be so excited when you get there God knows your destiny He knows your destiny He knows what you're going to be He knows what's in store for you He knows what baseball team you're going to be playing for. What professional team? Make sure you pay your tithes. He he knows. I'm just kidding Zach a little bit, but he knows your, your future. He knows your heart. Trust him. Lean upon him. You'll never go wrong by doing that. Father, church, put your hands toward these guys right here. We ask in the name of Jesus. That every young man, every young lady that's standing here this morning in this altar area, even those that's working in, in the remix program today with VBS going on, God, I pray that you place your hand and place your anointing upon them in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I know that they'll be faced with a lot of obstacles. I know that they'll be faced with a lot of decisions of where they're going to school. They'll be faced with things that, that they'll never think that'll come their way because at many times we're so sheltered at home and in our family, in our church family. And God, this is an exciting time for them, but, can all, but, it, but it can also be a dangerous time as far as their relationship with you. Lord, I know what the stat says. I know that when high school students and they leave mom and dad's home and they leave their home church and they go out into the world, they, they choose never to step back in the house of God. Many of them. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that these that are standing before me today, that they're not part of those statistics. I pray that these today, oh God, are people, young men and young women, that will rise to the occasion, that will be ambassadors for you, that will be soul winners for you, that will stand firm in their faith for you. And Father, we speak blessing upon blessing upon them. Lord, I pray you bless them as they go out. I pray you bless them as they come in. I pray that everything that they put their hands to, God will prosper. 
God, I pray that they meet the right contacts for the right job. I pray, God, that the desires of their hearts will be met in the name of Jesus. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I don't know if are most, are most of y'all guys leaving this week. Leaving this week. Will, you, will, any, will any of you be here next Sunday? You'll be here next Sunday? Thank you. Well, if you're not, if we don't get to see you, we love you. And we're praying for you. When you get to school and you get an email, give me your email. Pastor Danny at rentermail.com. Give me your email. I want to stay in touch with you. And we just we want to say we, we bless you in the name of Jesus. God bless you today. Amen. Give these guys a hand, church. I hope you're able to be with us tonight at 6 o'clock. I'm excited. About-